Hey, good morning, guys. Thank you so much for joining me this morning for your Coffee in Christ with your girl, Krishna Janae. I'm so excited to continue on with the planning season series part three on this morning. And I have some exciting news to bring you, or shall I say an exciting um I just want to share some stuff with you. So I'm so excited. I'm going to wait towards the end to deliver that. But um, it's very heartfelt and I'm just bursting at the seams, just wanting to share with you guys. But I'm going to wait until the very end to give you this um, exciting new part of the show. But anyway, so we're going to go ahead and get started. Um, um, Let's go ahead with our morning prayer. Thank you, Father, for positioning this platform in Christ. And thank you, Father, for placing all those who have trusted you as your Savior and allowing us to fellowship through this network as brothers and sisters. Thank you that we are members of your body and we are being built up together as your holy dwelling place. Father, we pray that as the wickedness in the world seems to be increasing and the love of many has grown so cold, that you will continue you to unite us in loving fellowship and seek your peace your word and forgiveness when we fall short i pray that this message is delivered in your likeness and pleases you father that our hearts receive it with love and as we continue on within our day our week that we hold each other up in prayer in jesus name amen so i am doing the plan while well, I'm covering the planning season series and this morning I have part three for you and it's entitled the wilderness fight or flight and a lot of times in our lives we tend to um, cross these or come to these crossroads where we are placed in a situation where Things are becoming extremely difficult or challenging. And we are posed the question, should we fight or should we flight? And by nature, by human nature, these are the two things that we are, you know, posed with. That's, it's just common. It's just something that automatically happens that by nature, we want to flight. We want to retreat back from things that may be discomforting or hurting or painful or that's placing us in unfamiliar territory. But when you understand your position and you have planted your seed, well, you have taken your position and responsibility in your position and you have good intent on planting your seeds and you have planted seeds of love and peace and happiness and joy and everything that God has given you to plant those seeds and to make a difference in his kingdom, then we will be, um, I guess, faced with the devil resistance and challenges that may come or we may be even shifted in positions that are so unfamiliar and it's not necessarily the devil but the devil will come but it's not necessarily just his resistance and just his attacks that we may be facing it's also that shift and that change that god is moving us in and directing us in through our destiny and through our path to reach destiny. So I'm going to talk about that a little bit today and let you know that you're not alone. There are times or there was a time even I find myself in that situation now. Um, When I first started my podcast, 
the devil, um, he came immediately and I felt resistance and I started questioning myself. I started questioning this platform. I started questioning my position. Am I the right person for this? But if God has called you to it, then he's going to get you through it. And you have to be mindful of that. You cannot be shaken within your fate. You have to stand not only in the position that he has given you, but you have to stand in your faith and know that God has your back. You are standing in his foundation. You are allowing his kingdom to reign through you because you were chosen to do what you have been called to do. So don't ever for one minute when things are starting to become shaky because I had friends that fell off. I had family members that didn't even listen to one podcast and when I start feeling doubtful about that, I started to weaken in every part of a human or every aspect of my human side begins to weaken. But you have to rely on your spiritual um, strength and you have to rely on God's word to get you through. So when you are faced or when you come across the wilderness, do you fight or do you flight? When things get dark as you are standing in your position, because like I said, resistance from the devil will come when you are standing in your faith and righteous path. You are not meant to stay in the same places. When you begin to accept your calling over your life and God begins to show you clarity, there will be tests that will come to strengthen you, help you and build you up to become a warrior of Christ. And the devil will show up and oftentimes he comes immediately following those moments of peace and revelation, just as I noted about what happened with me. It's the moment you take your stance in your position, he will be right behind you trying to knock you down. But the Lord said in Isaiah 54, 17, no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every you, and ever you get the shell, and whatever you get that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. And the devil will take form in friends and family, as I stated, spouses, children, um, your finances, your mind or your emotions, and even your health. Every human side of you, he will come and attack. And when on the thing about us humans, whenever we feel that human side of us being attacked, that's when we allow our spiritual um, side of us to deplete and not take the the forefront of what or not take the forefront of their position. The spirit side of us begins to dwindle as well because we try to tuck it away and we don't rely on it anymore. But you have to understand, he will attack the people and the things that he feel 
will have the most impact and the things that will cause the most damage or be the most destructive. He came to kill, steal, and destroy. And see, the devil will create a delusion to destroy your vision. And I told this to a really good friend. We had a girl's day on um, this past Saturday, which we try to have often about once a month. And we already had it planned. We look forward to that all the time because it's so important that you have those support people that you are able to recognize that are here and designed to be with you on this journey. And I'm going to talk about that um, more in just a minute, but um, we were just we were just talking and, and I mentioned to her, I said, you know, the devil will create a delusion to destroy your vision. What I mean by that is he will replay the past. And when you thought you found peace in some things that had once hurt you or, you know, you suddenly start remembering the destructive um past that you engaged in or some old sinful ways or things that may have been brought against you pain um hurt from a friend a spouse or whatever or some old friends may now be um slaughtering your name because they know the person that you used to be and not the person that have now taken responsibility for their God-given position. And that may seem a little bit more louder than the call of God because you haven't learned how to tune that out just yet. So the devil will play on that and the devil will sit up here and that once peace that you had before or that you thought you found peace in, he will now try to create those delusions so you can, so he can destroy that peaceful vision that you now have come, that you have now come into and that you have now been able to picture because you have rightfully taken your position and they will play on your mind like a fiddle. Trust me, it will. It will happen. And he'll turn that resurrected marriage or he'll, you know, that resurrected marriage that you prayed so hard to become revived and start placing confusion and doubt again. You'll see that different little arguments are taking place for just any little thing because you're holding on to a resentment that you have once had peace with and he'll take those old friends or those family members that begin to attack your character as I stated and begin to criticize the old you and try to make you remember who you were and not who you are in Christ and that's what the devil does but what the devil uses for bad you have to remember God uses and restores for good And the devil cannot outsmart God. He may try to outsmart you, but when you stand firm in your position, you understand that it's not your understanding you lean upon. It's not your own wits that you use to defeat him. It's God's word that will defeat him. The devil will tempt you and you will be placed in a situation where you will be asked or posed a question. Will you now fight or will you take flight? You'll be placed in that unfamiliar territory. And again, I I quote Andrea Williams because I learned a lot from um, her short, um, powerful book that was recommended. She stated, 
I'm here to tell you now that your purpose will lead you to some unfamiliar territory. The purpose, the process will bring you to your knees in prayer. You will be misunderstood and judged. Some people will leave you and you will leave some people. And the Holy Spirit will lead you to places that you can't understand just yet. And all hell will break loose. All heaven will open up though. There will be an all out war between the old you and the new you. Temptation will sneak up on you and try to take you out. You may feel like you are cracking under the pressure of the vision and the present. And that does sound scary. So again, those friends and family members of the devil will try to use against you will just be revealed as those you have to let go. Not everyone will be meant to stand with you in this new position. Maybe they were meant only to help you find your position, but not equipped with peace in their own spirit just yet to fully see or support you as you stand in that position. Those finances that you feel the devil is using to attack you is just God's way of shifting you and pointing you into the direction of your next level. That job you may have lost was a shift in unfamiliar territory because God said you have finished your assignment now for that position. You are becoming too complacent and this is not the the end level that I have for you. So I have greater and since you won't take the leap, it's time for me to push you. All things work out for my greater good. And if you just trust me, I have great plans for you. So don't allow the devil to cause panic or fear because the paycheck isn't coming right now. God said, I want you to know what the unfamiliar is like so you can continue to have faith and hope because you are becoming too comfortable with living from paycheck to paycheck. And what he's about to do is show you what it's like to live in abundance. See, You have to pray for peace and remain faithful. Oftentimes, the first thing we pray for when troubled times come is strength. But you have the armor of God. He covers you with his blood. You have the ability and the strength of David to defeat your giants. What you need is peace. You have the spirit within you. That's your strength. Don't rely on your human side. You need to pray for peace. When you are in the wilderness. So you can learn when to be still. When it's time to be still. So you can learn how to be. You can learn how to remain glued together. When it seems like your world is falling apart. You have to pray for peace. When everything around you is chaotic. Pray for peace that your decisions are guided in stability from the Holy Spirit and not by your unstable emotions. And lastly, you have to pray for peace during the storm because your faith is hinged in the word. The devil can plague your body and causes you to feel weak in your emotions, in your mind and physically with your body as he did with Job. But he couldn't get Job to unhinge his strength in the Holy Spirit, in his peace and his faith in God's promises because Job knew he had a position to stand in and a purpose to feel. So I'm asking you, are you going to fight? Are you going to flight? Don't give up. Don't quit. 
There are two scriptures that, two focus scriptures that I want to give you whenever you get a chance. And if you want to dissect this more for this week, um, it's 1 Corinthians um, chapter 4, that's verse 2. And it says, now it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. I want you to focus on that. And then the last one is 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 33. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. So I want you to really think about part three of um, the planning season, the wilderness, because I told you there are, it's this saying that says, um, and I'm not going to quote it verbatim because it's been rewritten a few times that I mentioned last week. You're either approaching a storm, going through a storm or coming out of a storm. And every three phases of your life that you will find yourself in, you have to ask yourself, will I fight or will I flight? Will I cave in or will I continue to go and stand in my purpose and stand in my position knowing that God has me covered? You have to rely. You already have the strength of the Holy Spirit within you. Don't rely on your human side of your emotions and of your mental and of your physical because the devil will play on that and he will play on it like a fiddle but you have to rely on the strength of the holy spirit and you have to pray for peace and know that god is going to give you that clarity and he's not going to take you where he don't want you to grow and he's not going to expose you to elements that he cannot cover you from so you have to stand you have to stand in his word and you have to Understand that he has you. He has you. And everything that may be in your perspective and through your lens that are falling apart is coming together for your good. So with that being said, we are going to move on to um, poetry time. And this one is by an unknown um, poet. This one is a very famous poem. Um, This one we had posted everywhere in our house when my mom, um, I'll use her example and her testimony. My mom was working in a factory, in um, in a sewing factory. And during that time, it was a big thing. For a lot of people and a lot of households because a lot of people relied on this factory within the community um, for their family and for, you know, for their paycheck. And they announced that they were going to be closing. And a lot of you may be able to relate to the story. You know, someone that used to work at the factory, Garen's, I believe it is, or Fruit of Loom. I can't remember exactly the name, but. It was in Port Barry, and my mom, by nature, that was one of her talents. That is one of her talents. My mom is one of the most creative, talented women that I know, um, and her and her sister, uh, they can hem pants in their sleep 
she's made wedding dresses. I mean, my mom and my and my aunt, I look at them and I'm like, oh my goodness. And I can't even, I can barely stitch something back together. But anyway, everyone has their own talents. And this was right up her alley. So even though she could have been doing a lot more with her life, she had condensed her talents to working in a factory. And so when they announced the closement or this factory to be closed, panic kind of struck in our household. And not that it was a major panic because my dad had a really, really good job for years. He was a general farmer for um, a company within Exxon for, for years. And he did very well to support our family Yet this extra income, whenever you get accustomed to a way of living and not accustomed of a way, not accustomed to life, um, you change is, is, is kind of scary. And so long story short, let me get to the point. Cause my husband always say that I take forever to tell a story. Um, but anyway, so and I try to tell him that I'm a writer, so I like to add details. But anyway, uh, here I go. Um, she was placed in a position to fight or flight. And at that time, whenever they were closing, they offered different options to their employers. And this option was for her to go back to school. And God pushed my mom. She wasn't going to take the leap she pushed he pushed my mom in a position for her to move on to the next level and what she did when she prayed for her peace he gave her clarity because she was able to be steer still and hear him say i want you to take this option and you need to go back to school see oftentimes we get we panic so much and we want to listen to the the noise and the voices of the world instead of be still and pray for our peace so we can hear the voice of god so we can make solid choices and solid decisions but God went on and he pushed my mom to be still because she wouldn't be still and she ended up going back to school. And during her time of going back to school, she was an adult. She was a mother of three. And this poem right here is very symbolic because she was the one who introduced me to this poem. She had it plastered up when she would study and where she would study or she would have it in the bathroom. or, And so it became a part of my life. And what I'm leading up to is um, what I'm going to introduce in just a minute. See, a lot of times... We have to understand the decisions and the things that we are doing around us will affect other people that are watching. So not only do you have to stand in your responsibility and in your position and also then plant those seeds of love, you have to make sure that you stand when it's time for you to fight you don't run away because other people are watching you and this one is entitled don't quit and again it's a very popular poem and what I saw from my mother which 
miraculously of the way God works is what she instilled in me is not to quit. So it's funny how he used her situation to affect me in the long run and instill in me a very valuable lesson. And that's just how God works. Everything that you think is bad, he's working out for good. And this poem again is called Don't Quit. And I hope I do it justice by reciting it. When things go wrong as they sometimes will, when the road you're treading seems all uphill, when the funds are low and the debts are high, and you want to smile but you have to sigh, when care is pressing you down a bit, rest if you must, but don't you quit. Life is queer when it's twists and turns, as every one of us sometimes learns, and many a fellow turns about when we when he might have won had he stuck it out. Don't give up, though the pace seems slow. You may succeed with another blow. Often the goal is nearer than it seems to a faint and faltering man. Often the struggler has given up when he might have captured that victor's cup. And he learned too late when the night came down how close he was to the golden crown. Success is failure turned upside down, the silver tint of the clouds of doubt. And you never can tell how close you are. It may be near when it seems afar. So stick to the fight when, you, when, your, heart, when, when your heart is hit. It's when things seem worse that you mustn't quit. So I'm snapping and I'm snapping and I'm snapping and um, I just want to reflect again on that, on how God works everything that you think is bad for your greater good. You have to just not quit. Don't give up. He has equipped you with everything that you need. If he's going to bring you to it. He's going to get you through it and he wants you to grow through it, not just go through it, but he wants you to grow through it. And every testimony has a test. I mean, comes with a test. You cannot write your testimony or share your testimony if you haven't been placed or if you haven't um, fully um, mastered the test. So. I want you to walk away with today's message of understanding that when you are in the wilderness, because it's going to come, stand in your fate. Ask God for peace so you can be still and hear and you can get your clarity. Um... Book recommending time. The book that I want to recommend to you is entitled um, Never Gonna Be the Same by Gomer Joseph. And this one in particular, actually, it is a Christian fiction and it is a longer book, but I thought that this time I wanted you to get more of the message through reading something that we can um, relate through characters that has emotions and things of that nature. So this one is about um, 
a character named Chris Charles, and he uncovers a shocking secret when com- which completely changes the relationship he has with his older brother, Jonathan. And now his whole world has turned upside down, dividing him from his family and challenging his faith in God. Straying from his long-held beliefs, Chris struggles to forgive the family he loves so dearly. So, um, you have to understand that tough times, um, has the ability to rekindle your devotion to God. And there may be people that may not understand that and that may be revealed and that may not want you to stand in that position and it's okay it's okay but don't quit when you turn around and you don't see those same familiar faces because God is going to place you in unfamiliar territory with kings and queens that will help you reign and will help you justly wear your crown so don't fear but have faith now to my good part. I am so excited, guys. Um, when I was talking to you about or giving you the example of my mother and how what she positioned around us and in the atmosphere when she was going and when she, you know, um, persevered through that challenge. Remember, she was older. She had went. She hadn't been back in school and forever and I saw many nights that my mom would stay up and but some nights that she would cry but it wasn't tears of of fear it wasn't tears of of you know what I cannot do this these were tears of endurance and what she showed me as I watched my mother go through um, that challenge in her life and that new shift in her life, shall I say, showed me as a girl that was placed in her life to soak in so much as a daughter from a mother was perseverance and determination. And I want to share this with you because it's so amazing and it's so touching to me. My own daughter, she came to me last week and she said, mom, I want you to hear something. And I was like, okay. So she gave me her phone and I pressed play. I wasn't sure what to expect because Kennedy has a tendency of, she just have this personality, this bubbly personality, and you just never know what um, to expect in a good way. And so I press play and it's my daughter's voice delivering a message. She was imitating my podcast because believe it or not, I I allow my daughter to listen to to my podcast and um, we listen to it and we talk about it and we dissect the message in a way that she can understand. And it blew me away how she did this on her own. But it made me realize the position that I have to take as a mother. 
because she is watching, she is learning, she is imitating until she discovers who she is. And she is taking pieces of what I am putting out in the atmosphere with her, just as my mother did for us. And it touched me so much. And I thank God at that moment. And he confirmed when I question myself sometimes as being a mother whenever I may lose my cool or whenever I have to discipline her or I may have gone overboard with disciplining her. And I questioned myself because that's what the devil does. Again, remember I told you he rides me and he ride and he has been riding me since I started this podcast in every way doubt whatever the case may be and I have been praying and praying and I've been feeding myself with the word and I was able to be still through meditation picking up yoga and try to listen to him and I focus on I have this um first Corinthians 13 for seven through eight and we have um we have it in our room and it's right in the front of or next to our mirror where I do the yoga. So I've been really focusing and zoning in on what love is. And God gave me clarity and he gave me peace when I heard my daughter deliver her first message. And I would like to now add her section to the podcast, and I really hope that you enjoy it. This is something that Kennedy has done on her own. She has opened her Bible, and she studies the Word, and she delivers her own message in her own way, and she is learning, and I love how God is using her. And I want to share that with you guys. So at the end of my podcast, please remain listening for Kennedy's Kisses of Love. So guys, I love you guys. Thank you so much. This has been a great pleasure as always. And I have one more um, part for you under the planning season for next week that I cannot wait to deliver and we're going to be wrapping up that season I mean that series and I really hope that you go into this week um, with full of hope and love but most of all that you have peace and remember I need you you need me we need each other and I want you to survive I'm here I'm supporting you in everything that you have going on take that leap or he will push you and know that when he pushes you he's just positioning you for something greater love you guys have an amazing amazing week hit me up writing dove words for the soul dot weebly dot com or writing dove words for the soul at gmail dot com i love to hear from you shout out to everyone that's doing great that has planted their seed and that has taken their position i'm with you and i'm praying for you 
Ciao. Make sure that you stay tuned and listen in for Kennedy's Kisses of Love. I really hope that you enjoy it. Bye, guys. Ciao. Hi, guys. My name is Kennedy. Today is the first episode of Love in Christ. So first, you're going to start off with a prayer. Dear God, thank you. Let let this day be well and let me and my broadcast be really good today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So today we are going to be talking about mommy, the, what the word mommy mean to you. So the word mommy means to me a loving, kind, sweet, precious. And so let me know what the word mommy means to you. So my mom, she is really sweet, kind. She has her own broadcast. But also, she is really, really sweet. She's kind. And even if I get in her nerves, she still loves me, and, and I know it. So, I love my mom very much, and I hope you do too. You don't have a mom. That's fine. Just please love somebody. So, today's story of the Bible that we are going to do is Adam and Eve. So, first, God decided to create a world, a beautiful world that we live in. And then he created a man. And then he took a rib from the man and created a woman. So, then God said, you can eat from any other tree in the garden but the one in the middle. So... Then Eve, they were doing their normal things that they do, talking to the animals, naming the animals. Then Eve decided to go to the middle of the tree. Then the serpent turned into a snake and slithering and told Eve, God said you couldn't eat nothing in here. But Eve said, no, God said I can eat from any other tree. Is it true? Did he really say that? And so the serpent tried to trick Eve into eating the apple. So she did, and it was so good. So she told Adam to eat it, and Adam took a bite. And they tried to hide from God. So then God was so was mad. He still loved him, but he was a little mad. But he forgave. He forgave them, just like our mommies do. So that's why it really, that's why this the story of Adam and Eve really connects to your mom. Like if you did something wrong when you was young, and and like you think your mom is still mad at you, every mom will forgive at some point. So sometimes you have to have the words to say, "Do you forgive me?" She is gonna say yes. At a certain time, she's not going to say yes right away. God didn't forgive right away. So, I hope you liked the first episode of Love in Christ. And I will see you guys, or talk to you guys, next time. Bye!